Welcome to Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. Find him online at practicalcc.com. Pastor Scott has been a pastor for over 35 years and a licensed professional counselor for almost 20 years. My name is Lorene Ness and Pastor Scott, tell me why our listeners should stay tuned to hear about a very relevant topic that you have, Dimensions of Wholeness. You know, we are all broken right yes. i don't think anybody could uh could argue with that, that that we all have brokenness in our life and the whole reason that jesus christ came was to restore us to wholeness in his image to make us fit for heaven to forgive our sins to redeem us and uh and when jesus christ comes into our life he starts to work his life into our life his completeness his wholeness into us and that wholeness uh, is in different dimensions. And uh, and so that's what we're going to want to talk about here to this morning. So what does the actual definition of wholeness mean? Well, we would, we would say the wholeness is the state of being unbroken, undamaged. It's the state of forming a complete and harmonious whole, uh, unity, completeness, fullness. So all those kinds of things restored from brokenness and emptiness and incompleteness. Uh, and so you see with Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, right? And, and his body was broken and they, they buried him. And then he arose from the dead and his resurrected body was whole and complete and fully restored. And he wants to work restoration into our hearts and a resurrection life into our being even today. You know, we need this, don't we? Left to our own devices, there is no hope. But because he rose from the dead, we have hope. So let's start with upward wholeness. What does that mean? So these dimensions of wholeness that we're talking about, uh, I identified five that I thought we would talk about on the, on the future podcast here. There's upward, inward, outward. There's uh, backward and forward wholeness. And so upward wholeness means peace with God. Our first, the first sense of brokenness that we have is in our broken relationship with God, which needs to be restored. And when we are restored, we have peace with God. The death and resurrection of Christ makes it possible for us to have reconciliation with God. And that's upward wholeness. So forgiveness, uh, reconciliation, adoption, these things bring wholeness or our upward wholeness in, in, in our life. Uh, we were made to worship, uh, to reach for the transcendent. And and it's put eternity is put into our hearts, the Bible says. And so we are going to either worship God or we're going to worship an idol or we're going to worship ourselves. So upward wholeness means that you become a true worshiper of God. Uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism says the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. You know, that is so interesting. It is definitely true that we, we're going to worship somebody, whether it's God, an idol, or ourselves. And we see that in our society. And we see the destruction if we don't worship God first, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. When we start to worship the, cre the creation instead of the creator, it leads us down the whole path of, of Romans 1 that says that God gave them over to to the desires of their hearts and and uh, those desires just take us ever downward or if we put ourselves on the throne 
you know, then we become our own compass. And uh, that sounds very romantic. And that sounds, you know, like, like the theme of so many songs. Mm -hmm. I did it my way. Yeah. It comes to mind. Yep. And yet, um, like we say in Celebrate Recovery, my best thinking got to me where I am today. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Even if, let's say, you do okay with worshiping an idol or yourself, you can't keep yourself alive forever. Yeah. So eventually we are going to meet our creator. So why not worship him on this right. side of heaven? Well, I love what Colossians 1, 15 and 16 says, The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So if man thinks he has created some of these things, he's got that wrong, doesn't he? Yeah, and our problem is that we think life is about something other than God. We think that our existence is about our job, it's about our family, it's about our feelings. Or we think that our existence is really about being complete, being our, is our wholeness. No, 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 it, it's all about God. It's all centered on God. That's why we live up for homeless. And you really realize what kind of problems you run into when those things change, don't you? Yeah. That maybe things aren't working. There is hope. There, there is hope, hope, isn't there? We can turn things around if we have been worshiping ourselves or an idol. Well, we'll be back and we'll talk more about dimensions of wholeness and move on to inward wholeness. It's Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. This is Scott Wiley with A Practical Point. Couples having a hard time discussing hot topics might try a conversation journal. This is a notebook or email chain where you take turns clearly writing out your point of view. Whether it's about money, intimacy, in-laws, kids, it's easier to get your real message across if you can write it out. Just keep it hopeful and keep it brief. And check out Practical Christian Counseling Incorporated at practicalcc.com. Welcome back to Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. And we are talking about the five dimensions of wholeness. We covered upward wholeness, and now we're going to talk about inward wholeness. What does that mean, Pastor Scott? Well, just like upward wholeness is peace with God. It's having peace with God. Inward wholeness is having peace with ourselves. Uh, and so the death and resurrection of Christ makes it possible for us to have inward wholeness. And, and why do we need that? Uh, well, it's because so often we don't have peace with ourselves. Uh, our broken, damaged, dead self will come alive and experience the fullness of life of God through Christ. And so inward wholeness, and we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks, inward wholeness means that our identity in Christ is established. We figure out who we are, uh, who we were meant to be. Uh, the missing pieces are restored. Uh, the holes start to fill up. Uh, God, God has a way of filling up the, the holes and spaces in our hearts. And uh, an inward wholeness then also means that our self-acceptance is born. That, that uh, we start to realize who we are, have our, have our gaps start to be filled in by the presence of God at work in our lives. 
and we start to be comfortable in our own skin and our and our accepting of who we are. You know, I can really see how if you don't have inward wholeness, how that can be acted out in so many different ways with trying to find your own significance through, you know, yourself, like we talked about with upward wholeness, through others, through an addiction of some sort. We really need to get back to the basics, don't we? And go back to the one who created us. Otherwise, we're going to be searching in the darkness, trying to fill ourselves you know on our own and i see it every day in the counseling office like okay i'm trying to i'm trying to fill this gap or i'm trying to uh, leverage a relationship to make me feel okay to make me feel good and so i center all my relationships around myself and 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 uh and it just creates And a lot of times we don't know exactly what's going on. We want to look at the addiction or the obsession or where we may be failing and point to that. But it really needs to go back to, okay, where are you getting your identity from? Are you whole on the inside? If not, you're going to try to fill it with whatever it may be or stuff down those feelings that make you feel like, oh, I don't feel okay in my own skin. So it is so important to come back to the one who knows us, who created us, who loves us more than anyone on earth. Amen and amen. And that really leads us into the the next dimension of wholeness. Once I have upward wholeness, which is peace with God, and I have inward wholeness and peace with myself, then I can start to, I'm in a position to have peace in my relationships, which is outward wholeness. And, uh, and to love our neighbors as ourselves and even love our never enemies, it becomes possible because before I have inward wholeness, I'm kind of a, a conflict waiting to happen. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just broken. I'm a conflict with others waiting to happen. But when, I, when I'm at peace within, then I can have peace in my home and I can have peace in my relationships and, and I can have outward wholeness. You know, Romans 12, 14 through 18 has been a passage that is kind of hard sometimes, but the way you described what you just said, Pastor Scott, it makes it possible to do what Romans 12 says. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, have you seen people change so much that they can actually live out Romans 12, 14 through 18, Pastor well, Scott? absolutely. You know, that that is the the Christian testimony of so many people that, that have come to Christ and, uh, and they live lives of, of struggle and defeat and of conflict and of prison or, or, or broken relationships all along the way. And when they finally find God, when they finally find peace in their own hearts, they're able to have peace with others. They're able to operate from a place of love. And so they're able to bless those who persecute them and, and not curse them. They're able to live in harmony and and mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice and, and be at peace with everyone to, to the extent that it's up to them. Now, what's the difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker? 
Yeah, so wholeness in Christ uh, allows you to be a peacemaker, not just a peacekeeper. So a peacekeeper, and we're pretty familiar with this. Uh, I see it a lot in relationships and marriages. A peacekeeper is one who just kind of sweeps the issues under the rug, right? They, they try to avoid the hard conversations. Let's not talk about, it's just like the old all in the family, Archie Bunker, mm -hmm. you know, and Edith says, you know, the three things that you're not supposed to talk to your father about, religion, politics, or anything else. <laughs> so you know, and so she was the classic peacekeeper yeah. to sweep everything under the rug, avoid the hard conversations, just try to make everything nice so that nobody's feelings are hurt and you can have a happy Thanksgiving. Whereas a peacemaker uh, will deal with problem issues, they'll speak the truth, but in love and they'll work for reconciliation rather than ignoring the problem. So in a, in a few weeks when we get into this outward wholeness, we want to dive into how do you be a peacemaker as opposed to a peacekeeper. Okay, Pastor Scott, I kept thinking if Edith and Archie showed up in your counseling office, <laughs> how you would handle them and I'd whoa. Them. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I uh, the it very, would be a challenge. It would, but, would but how... how fun to see that the changes happen in somebody's life we'll be back we'll talk more the five dimensions of wholeness it's love wisely with pastor scott wiley this is scott wiley with a practical point when you need to bring up an issue with a spouse child or employee try the sandwich method Start with a positive, then the issue, followed by a positive. So it might sound like, Bob, I really appreciate your attention to detail, but it's also important to get projects done by the due date. Remember, Bob, you're an important part of this team. And then check out Practical Christian Counseling at practicalcc.com. Welcome back to Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. We are talking about the five dimensions of wholeness, upward wholeness, inward wholeness, outward wholeness, and now backward wholeness. What does that mean, Pastor Scott? Well, just like upward wholeness means peace with God, inward wholeness means peace with ourselves, outward wholeness means peace with others. Well, now backward wholeness means peace with our past. Peace Gazzaro who uh, has written a lot of books on emotional, uh, spiritual, uh, emotionally healthy spirituality. He says the, the work of growing in Christ, what theologians call sanctification, does not mean that we don't go back to the past as we press ahead to what God has for us. It actually demands that we go back in order to break free from unhealthy and destructive patterns that prevent us from loving ourselves and others as God designed. That is so good because so often if we had a rough past, we just want to forget it and move on. That's right. And people say that was in the past. That's not the kind of person you are right now. Yet we see a lot of acting out or addictions. So sometimes you do need to go to the, past to the past and get healed. And get healed and resolve it because otherwise you're doomed to repeat it. Oh, uh, yeah. People. Uh, I, I see this with couples a lot in marriages where where uh, one will make a lot of gross mistakes, uh, will will offend their spouse in some way, and uh, uh, the the spouse will will forgive them, and then they'll reoffend, and they'll say, 
why do you keep blaming me for what's in the past? Why can't you put it back? Uh, you know, put it behind us. You know, why can't、mm-hmm. we move forward? And it's like, well, because it keeps happening. You know,、yeah. it just keeps happening, all brand new. And so that's what happens if you don't resolve and heal from the past、uh, and unpack what is it that's driving this thing. You know, that is so freeing because. A lot of times we feel guilty because we can't let go of the past, and we wonder what is wrong with me. You do the forgiveness thing, you do everything right, but still it feels like it is so alive. So yes, it can keep happening, but there may be some unfinished business that has to be looked at, and that's an okay thing an okay to do. Thing, and it's a healthy thing to do. You don't want to get stuck there, and people, I think that's what people are afraid of that they're going to get stuck there. Because they don't know how to unpack it,、hmm, they、yeah. don't know how to resolve it. They're they're afraid they're just going to get stuck in it, and that、um, is actually true because that's where a lot of people end up, and that's why maybe a professional counselor would be helpful,、uh, talking to somebody to to help you to really、uh, put it into order and find out okay why is this issue an issue. So making peace with our past、uh, means unpacking it for what it is, recognizing the hurts, recognizing the abuses or the unjust treatment,、uh, one by one, and then choosing to forgive that,、uh, forgiving God, forgiving yourself, making peace with the past will also mean to like reframe it、uh, to try to see it in a in a bigger light from a bigger perspective, see it in light of the grace and the work of God, and. And so those are the kinds of things that that are involved. Now, Pastor Scott, you said something that was interesting: forgiving God. Yeah. Do is sometimes the root of our issues and anger and acting out because we're mad at God. Yeah, very much, very much, and I really find that interesting because、um, people get mad at God, and I think that's very natural. And then they just get so mad at God, they so resentful,、uh, so angry at Him, almost as if they feel like by being angry at God, they're somehow punishing Him, somehow going to set everything right through that anger, somehow going to, I don't know, make God bend the knee, and and it just seems、uh, kind of looking at it from that standpoint, it seems kind of futile.、Um, And what's really has happened is that God didn't meet my expectations、mm. the way I thought He should、yeah. have met them, and、um, and therefore I'm not open up to what He wants to do in me right now, and how He wants to build on that pain, because God never wastes a hurt. Right,、um, right. What's an example of? Let's say this individual is always busy, 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 and if she wasn't busy. Her mind would gravitate to the abuses and betrayals of her past. She becomes angry and depressed until she could hardly function. What would you say to someone like that? And perhaps, what is really going on? Well, that was that's an example that I've seen a few times in in my counseling practice. Is somebody who, if she doesn't keep busy or he doesn't keep busy, they'll become depressed and angry, can hardly function because they're ruminating. They're they're thinking their their mind gravitates to the abuses and betrayals of the past, and so、uh, in counseling, she unpacked each and every hurt 
inflicted on her, she needed to reframe it. And、mm. she needed to look at it as like, that was something that God helped me survive. I've gotten to the place where I am now because God's grace helped me to get to here from there. So instead of being the perpetual victim, she became a survivor. She, I got through it all, she said. I, I, it didn't feel like God was there at the time, but if He wasn't, I would still be in that terrible situation.、And、so He got me through it. Now, do you become a survivor because you decide to become a survivor? That seems to be what modern pop psychology says. But I believe you may be saying it's when you work through the things of your past. That you can start to see yourself as a survivor instead of just a perpetual victim. Yeah, well, there is a decision that that needs to be made in there. Okay.、Right? There needs to be a decision to to try to reframe this, to look at it differently. It's a decision ultimately to really trust God. So you can you get healed, and then you have to choose to not go back to the past in your mind yeah, and, and you your actions. To, you have to choose to to trust God that He is good. Okay. Well, we'll be back, and we'll talk more with、uh, five dimensions of wholeness, forward wholeness. It's Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. This is Scott Wiley with a practical point. It's easy for couples to drift apart, lost in their separate worlds. To prevent this, make sure you have a daily check-in with your partner. Ask her what happened in her day. What is she worried about? What is she excited about? A daily check-in helps couples stay connected and present with each other. And check out Practical Christian Counseling at practicalcc.com. Welcome back to Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley, and we are talking about the five dimensions of wholeness. Pastor Scott, would you like to summarize what we've talked about so far before we go to our final dimension, and that is forward wholeness? We have been talking about upward wholeness, which is、uh, restoring peace with God, and that's through Christ through a relationship with Him.、Uh, inward wholeness is restoring peace with ourselves, where. I, I accept who I am, and I find my identity in Christ. Outward wholeness is once I've established upward and inward wholeness, I can start to have peace with others, and so that is、uh, applying that Romans passage. You know, bless those who who persecute you, and bless and do not curse. And if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone.、And、then we talked about backward wholeness, and that just means、uh, restoring peace with my past. Uh, unpacking the past and forgiving, and making amends, and those kinds of things、uh, to to have peace with my past. All right, forward wholeness. Finally, we can talk about forward <laughs> wholeness because going through all the dimensions of wholeness can be can be very healing, but also very hard. But with God's help. You can get to this point where you can have peace with the future. What does that look like, Pastor Scott? Peace with the future, instead of a fearful dread,、uh, one who is whole in Christ can confidently look forward to what's ahead. I've run into so many people that、um, they look at the world and the condition that it is now, and and with the all the unknowns that come into play, and it just seems like every month or every year there's a new 
uh, thing to roll, a new punch to roll with. You know, we say roll with the punches. And it seems like every month there's a new one. Um, the COVID pandemic was has been a huge one in a lot of people's lives. And then uh, the way politics are go- are, have gone, the way the world situation is, we're worried uh, currently at the time of recording this, we're worried about Ukraine and yes. Russia. And so there's a lot of those kinds of things. And we, and as Christians, we know that perhaps we're in the end times. And, uh, and if we're not real solid and stable in our faith, that can fill us with just dread. But instead of fearful dread, one who's whole in Christ can confidently look forward to what is ahead. That we know that God's got this. We know that that my life is in his hands. I always say to my congregation on Sunday mornings, they're probably tired of it, but now they expect it. I say, <laughs> I, I don't know what your week is held, but I know who's held your week. Yeah, that's good. And then I say, but I also know who holds your future. Yes, yes. And uh, he is faithful and he is just and he is good and he has a good plan for you. And uh, we know, we have confidence and know that as long as we are home in the body, we're away from the Lord for we live by faith and not by sight. So we have faith that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We have faith that uh, he'll continue to grow and shape us into the kind of worshipers he wants who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Second Peter 3, 13, but in keeping with this promise, we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. That is 2 Corinthians 5, 5 through 7. You know, it seems like the the longer we live on planet Earth, we realize man cannot save himself and you're going to have trouble. You're going to have sorrow. I always think of the, you know, Hollywood stars that are, looking so good on the outside but yet the day is coming when they will leave the body also and we all need hope i don't care who you are we all need hope because we're born into the sin-filled world in a sin-filled body and we need to have that that hope that reaches forward Um, otherwise we will just be in a pit of despair all the time because hard things always happen to us that's right and i like the word that you use hope that's the essence of forward wholeness. That is the essence of peace with the future is that I have hope. And it's not just a, a wishing hope. Uh, a lot of people talk about, well, I, I hope everything works out, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I hope I hope it's nice out tomorrow. And that's kind of a wishful thinking yeah. type of hope. Yeah. We have a hope that is confident. We have a confident hope. We have a knowing hope. We have a hope that is solid and is secure, as solid and secure as God himself. And so that is the kind of forward wholeness we have that's rooted in a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we live by faith, not by sight. We have faith that he will never leave us or forsake us. And we also have faith that while we are in the body, God will continue to work with us, won't he? That's right. He's not going to leave you or or forsake you. He's not going to abandon you. And he says, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. Yeah. I've overcome the world. (laughs) I love that. 
Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. We've been talking about the five dimensions of wholeness. Now, this was sort of an introduction to the five dimensions, correct, Pastor correct. Scott? Yeah, it's been a summary, kind of an overview. Okay. So next week, we will be talking about more in detail. We'll start with upward wholeness yeah. and just kind of take that apart a little bit more. So if this has really been a fascinating topic for you and you feel kind of overwhelmed because there's just so much there, whether it's for you or a loved one, let us encourage you to tune in next time as we take this apart a little bit more. Yeah, we'll break it down. All right. Love Wisely with Pastor Scott Wiley. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Lorene Ness. You can find Pastor Scott online at practicalcc.com. Thanks for listening.